I am so thankful for the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. There you go. I get worried. I'm kind of excited about today. If you know me, you know my favorite thing in the whole world is Christmas. I have been making my boys watch Hallmark movies since October. Do you see the look on their face? They call them five-part movies. Mom, which part are we on when they walk in the room? I love Christmas. In my home, Christmas was special. My mom put up nine trees in our home. And they were color-coordinated for every theme in every room. I grew up in this historical district of Dallas, and, and so it was, on the, it was on the home tour. And so every room had a theme, and it was quite fun to put that up. We had a blast. So when I think of Christmas, I think of special memories and special times. And this year, um, Pastor Stan brought us an idea for an Advent theme, and it's called Wish. And the really cool part is, is that you guys really helped us write this series. Many of you filled out cards or online, you filled out your wishes for the season. So we're going to share that with you today. And we're going to unwrap Christmas a little bit different this year. I don't know about you, but unwrapping's fun, amen? Really? Unwrapping is fun. The anticipation of what is in that gift, like it makes your palms sweaty, doesn't it? You get so excited, and some of you still get excited even when you know what's in that package. So today we're going to unwrap the gift of hope. And some of you sit there and went, well, I know what that is. I know what hope is. I've heard it a hundred times. I know all about it. But my question to you as we get started today is, do you know to the core of who you are really what hope is? What does that mean for this season? What does that mean for this time? So I'm going to read a scripture to you from Matthew, and I'm going to have you guys stand as we read this scripture. Follow me, because some of you are going to go, oh no, where is she going with this? comes from Matthew 24, starting at verse 36. It says, but nobody knows when that day or hour will come. Not the heavenly angels and not the sun. And that's S-O-N. Only the Father knows. As it was in the time of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the human one. In those days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. They didn't know what was happening until the flood came and swept them all away. The coming of the human one will be like that. At that time, there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. 
One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know what day the Lord is coming. But you understand that if the head of the house knew at what time the thief would come, he would keep alert and wouldn't allow the thief to break into the house. Therefore, you also should be prepared. Because the human one will come at a time you don't know. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. So I always wonder when I read this scripture, and and I read this scripture going into this series, and I thought, oh no. This is about the second coming. And I'm all about the first coming, right? Christmas, the baby. What does that have to do with the other? Christ's birthday. But then I really started thinking about what Advent means. We use that script, we use that word a lot in the Methodist Church, the word Advent. I love it because there is not a year that goes by. Somebody and one of my church friends will say, Didi, what does that word mean? I'm like, it means several things. It means anticipation. And it also means preparation. The four Sundays that lead up to Christmas Eve all are about anticipation and preparation. About the promise of Christ's birth. See, to me, the scripture and this season are about something that's bigger than you and I. It's about the word promise. And I really like talking about God's promises because here's the deal. God never lets us down with his promise. That was weak. God never lets us down with his promise. I'm going to let you down with my promise. You're going to let me down with your promise. But here's what I can tell you. God will never let you down with his promise. He ain't playing. And when he promised he would come the first time, he did. And when he promises he's going to come the second time, he will. The first thing we hear in this scripture is the promise of our hope for the future belongs to the Messiah. The Son of Man. Three times in this passage, the promise of the coming emphasizes God's promise of this Messiah coming. So three times we're told, He's coming. And what I love about this is my first point I want to tell you today is that God's promises just by their very nature are surprises. Ooh, I like surprises. It's Christmas. Everyone loves surprises at Christmas, right? Or are you one of those people that you write all it write it all down and you say, "Okay, go get me this." That's why we wrap gifts, right? Because of the excitement of unwrapping them and the surprise that that brings. That's why we love all the secret, like going and buying. And I don't know, like in our household, it's pretty funny because Jeff and I both have this app from Amazon. So when he orders me something, I know what it is because it tells me when it's delivered. 
He's like, honey, we got to do something about that. (laughs) We never know where the surprise, though, is going to come from. We never know what God is doing and planning. That's the anticipation. That's the good part of it, is that we never know. Now, I don't know about you. It depends on if you're left side or right side. Some of you want to know, right? So we work hard at trying to figure it out. That's me. Some of us, like my dear friend Carla, she can just live in not knowing. And you go, Lord, let me be like that. Which also reminds us that God is always near to us. And not only is he near to us, but he wants to be near to us. Now that's a promise that I hold close. Is that my father God wants to be near to me. He wants to be near to you. He knows everything about you. There is nothing ugly or dirty that God doesn't know about you and guess what he still wants to be close to you and not only does he want to be close to you he wants to love on you and he wants to surprise you with the promises that he has for you and the hope in that is knowing that he's always near Did you hear that? That's the first sign of hope, is that he is always near you. Some of us, we want to run from that, right? I've had those moments. I'm really good at saying, hey, God, if you'll hang out right here, I'll come and get you when I need you. Are y'all laughing because y'all have done the same thing? Clyde, you've done that, haven't you? You know, God just rolls his eyes and he's like, Didi, whatever. He always wants to be near. But here's the next thing. Promises call us to be awake and watchful for their fulfillment. Did you get that? Promises call us to be awake and watchful for the fulfillment. Five times in that scripture, it reminds us of two words, not knowing. Not knowing. So that calls us to be alert, to be awake, to know that in the not knowing, something is coming because why we're preparing and we're anticipating. And because we know he wants to be near us, we're hopeful for that. We have to be alert. We have to be in that state of anticipation as if it were the first time we experienced the birth of Christ, just as we would be for the second coming of Christ. We have to be ready. So during this time, 
13 years ago, I was big pregnant. I was in my ninth month. My son was born on January 2nd. So I was like this. And, and for some reason, all of a sudden, I went from not looking pregnant to like really a beached well. It was crazy. That baby dropped, and here it was. But there was nothing like hitting December and anticipating that baby being born. And he was born in January. So a year later basically was Owen's first Christmas. So I was so excited because I had um, my 11th-month-old walking, and I thought this is going to be the best Christmas, his first Christmas, because he's going to know what's happening and what's going on. And Jeff and I had decided to buy him these really cool toys, but one particularly was this toy car. And it was one of those that, you know, you could, a, a, a little baby could back it up and then it would just fly and take off. So I was really excited. I had more fun playing with it than, than anything when we bought it. And I remember getting it. It was, it was red. So at that time, Owen loved red. So we got this bag and I put tissue paper in it so it would be really easy for him to open it and set it in the tree with his other gifts. But I was so excited. I couldn't wait for him to get this car. So Christmas Day rolls around. Owen has no idea what's going on because it's his first day of Christmas or first Christmas ever. And we pull this gift out. And Jeff and I are standing there, you know, cameras, the whole mom thing, dad thing. And Owen pulls the tissue paper out. And it was like more tissue paper. More tissue paper. And an hour later, we still have tissue paper in our hand. He never reached in to pull the gift out because he was too enthralled with this tissue paper. Guys, I'm not kidding you. He sat in this puddle of tissue paper for like an hour and a half. Surprises look different. And the way I thought it was going to be and the way I thought it was going to look, it was nothing like what I had envisioned. But he had the best time of his life playing in that tissue paper. Looking at it, throwing it up, and he would just giggle and laugh. And then all of a sudden, Jeff and I are like, Okay, you let it go and you just giggle and laugh at tissue paper. You have to be awake. You have to realize the joy in the moment because it may not look like what you thought it was going to look like. You have to be awake. If you really want to see what God has for you and you want to see it in a very real and special way, open your eyes. And open your eyes in a way that's not about you. That's what I had to learn. It wasn't about me playing with that car. It was about my son enjoying the gift he had been given. And it just happened to be that his favorite part of the gift was the wrapping. We're in danger of falling into routines during this time. We're in danger of going, oh, great, here we go again. Because I don't know about you, I just ate turkey two days ago. 
And I walk in today and there's trees and there's Christmas music. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. But if we're not careful, we're going to miss the glory of this moment. The hope that was freely given in the gift. We're going to be afraid that it doesn't look like what we thought it should look like. We have to live in the right now. As I get ready to close, I have one more point I, I, I've been thinking a lot about. And the greatest hope comes from knowing that God will always fulfill his promise. Now that deserved an amen. amen. Thank you, Lynn. Some of you left a list of wishes, and so here I've picked some for you. Some of you said, here's my wish, to let go of my depression and to be joyful about the life I have been given, to be more responsive to other people's needs, for the world to know that God loves them just the way they are. Somebody wrote, active compassion. I thought that was a pretty good wish. Increased community. Some of you said, I want to see our church grow. Growth in numbers and evidence, I love this. I, I, I don't know who wrote this, but I know Crosswalk person did. Growth in numbers and evidence of the Holy Spirit. For my family to have a personal relationship with Christ. Harmony and reconciliation. And then I thought this one was interesting. It was one word. Their wish was rebuilding. That's a lot of wishes. A lot of big wishes. Now I'm going to do my best to help with those wishes. But I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't know how much of that I can do. But I serve a God that's got all of that. I serve a God that said, you know what, your wishes, not only did I see them, but they matter to me. And they matter to me, and I prove that to you because I did send my only son for you. And if you'd have been the only one, I would have sent him anyway. But sometimes hope comes from you. Sometimes you're the hope that the world needs. And sometimes I like just standing here hoping people will give me hope. And my hands get heavy because that hope is supposed to be something I'm to pass on to someone else. Be 
the gift of hope for someone this season. Be the one that reminds people that God's promises are true. Because God's promises are true, their wishes are not in vain. Sometimes promises are surprises, but they're really good surprises. Be prepared to find hope in places and in ways you never imagined. When I was a little girl, I never dreamed in my whole life I would get to share a word on Advent, much less the first Sunday of Advent. And when I think about the wishes in my life that I've had today, I get to check that box. I'm thankful that God loved me and he loved you. And you know what? He created you just like you are in each of you. And I know most of you in this room are so very special. All of you offer hope. You've offered hope to me. You've offered hope to Lover's Lane. Today sitting with us is a gentleman that offered hope to me years ago. And little did I know until last night that he would come today. And Pastor Will Horn, I'm really glad you're here today. Pastor Will and I were doing a revival together and we got finished with that revival and he goes, little girl I got something to tell you, Pastor Will but thank you thank you for reminding me that God's promises are true and offering hope in my life going to slide into this beautiful time of where God reminds us of his hope through communion. Pastor Stan's going to come around. And here's what I want you to do just right where you are. If you want to take the person's hand next to you, you can as we prepare. And I want to say a prayer with you. Father, I thank you that the only real hope that we have, God, is in you. And God, thank you that your promises are true, that wishes really do come true. Father, we thank you. We thank you we give you glory, God, in this place. In your precious and your holy.